Welcome to Drink Something Amazing. My name is Alex Van Amberg. I'm a certified sommelier with the Court of Master Sommeliers and a certified specialist of wine with the Society of Wine Educators. And my name is Christy and I'm the yoga mom. All right. Yeah, here we go. go. <laughs> so that makes us the Psalm and the yoga mom. And basically the whole idea about this podcast is we're here to make wine fun and not frightening. There is a lot of information out there in the wine world, but it is really hard to know where to start and how to get your hands wrapped around all that wine knowledge. And I say start with what's in your glass. Start with what, what you like. Don't put anything on it. You know, a lot of times when we first start drinking wine, we drink it because we're done with hard alcohol. We're done with beer because it's too filling, you know, and we've moved beyond White Claw. So we're looking for something uh, that gives us that pleasantly, you know, warm feeling, but also gives us a, maybe a slight hint of culture as well. Because there is really very few things in the world that show a certain level of culture than swirling a wine in a glass. I mean, it is a thing, right? You know, you see it visually in the world, and it certainly there's a connotation to it, right? So it makes us feel elegant. And effete. Yeah. Effete? Wait, what? <laughs> it looks effete. When you when you swirl the wine and you you smell it and you sniff it and then you slurk it, it, it looks effete. Well, I mean, anything taken to a logical extreme can start to look feet, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, except for the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, they always look cool. But the whole, like... That is such a random reference. Well, because the idea of your expertise taking to a level uh, where you you begin to look, where it takes you from from cool to nerdy, like anything, Eddie Izzard does this great bit where she talks about how uh, that coolness and nerdiness kind of work in this this whole circle. The idea is you start and you're super, you're you're a little bit nerdy and you start to get cooler, 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 cooler as you work your way around the circle until you're really cool and then you slip right back into looking like a dickhead. And it's really hard. You can't work the other way. You can't start looking like a dickhead and slip into cool. You kind of got to work your way around the circle that way. So, I mean, so that's the whole thing about wine is you, is you start off by looking like a dickhead and then you get cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler until you look like a dickhead again. <laughs> that's that's actually a really good reference for wine. So the whole idea is that we want to help you avoid looking like a dickhead while not looking a feet. There you go. There we go. So... Back to the basics. The way we're going to do that is we're going to start off by taking a wine and we're going to walk through it and teach you to trust your senses. You're going to look at the wine. You're going to smell the wine. You're going to taste the wine. You're going to think about what you like about it. And then we're going to discuss what makes the wine that way. And that way, when you get a glass of wine that you like, you can examine it using your senses and go, oh, I like wine that's dry or fruity or juicy or red. Things like that help you come up with ways of describing wine. So the next time you're out and you're looking for wine, you go, oh, I really like red, juicy wines. And you can take that to a wine guy and they go, perfect. I know what you'll like. And what I like about what you do with wine is you make wine super interesting by making it creative and artistic by using your senses and and really pushing your senses to a place that is uncomfortable and um pushing I feel like I'm always pushing my artistic boundaries with smell and color and um and taste and things that I don't really think about um delineating tastes and uh ruby red from purple red and um and you do that so well and then you also hook it into history which gives it this grounding point and this just elegant story that goes with this beautiful thing that we're drinking. So it makes it like its whole 
little novel, a little novella of in a wine glass. Well, and, and it's actually can be kind of off-putting having that level of, of accuracy or level of attention to detail about how you taste a wine or smell a wine. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I say to you, our dear listener, is don't be put off by that. Everyone develops their own expertise at their own pace. I've heard so many people say, well, I'm not as good a taster as you are. I can't smell the things you smell. Great. I don't have good brush strokes. I'm a terrible painter, but I haven't put any time into it and I haven't studied it. You're going to get better with practice. And what better thing to practice than drinking wine? As far as I'm concerned, right? that's an awesome hobby. Much more interesting <laughs> than laying bricks. <laughs> yes. And much less hard work. So we're going to take a wine and we're going to go through it and we're going to use the five S's. Then we're going to talk about the wine and how it got that way. And it should be awesome and fun. And in the podcast notes, there's going to be a description of the wine and where the wine comes from. So if you're a fan of going along on this journey with us, you can pause the podcast right now, go get the wine, and then come back, pour it in a glass and drink with us. Or just listen to the podcast twice. There you go. Twice is good. And share it with your friends. We, uh, by which I would like to point out that we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, all those Stitchers going away. So you can find us in lots of places, including Amazon. Google Podcasts, Amazon. So, uh, or you can just go to our website, drinksomethingamazing.com. And while you're there, you can buy us a coffee to help support the podcast. Uh, you can write us emails at our email address, Alex or Christy at drinksomethingamazing.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the feedback you give us gives us great ideas about what to do next. So I really appreciate hearing from you, the listener, because you're the reason why we do this. Aside from, of course, it's date night and we get to drink wine. Together. Together. So tonight, uh, old friend, back again, we are going to visit the Master of the World tasting kit that I got, and we're going to both do this wine blind. Phylloxera. Uh, so a lot of times, what Christy and I will do is I'll pick a wine, and I'll do the research, and then we'll go through the wine, and I'll make her do it blind. But this is making both of us do it blind. Is that because you were playing Minecraft instead of preparing for tonight? You know, actually, I had like seven different great ideas, but then I realized I had no cold whites I was interested in talking about. So I okay. grabbed some from the kit and put them on ice because you wanted it. to do it. It's because it's like 100 degrees out. Yeah. And today's a perfect day for white wine. Yeah. So let's hope one of these okay. is good. So we have two wines. They're in a little. They're in little one eight seven milliliter bottles. The label says "Master the World" on them. I'll put a picture on our Instagram. Uh, drink something amazing. Not surprisingly, and uh, you can see what the what we see the wine looks like. So there's two of them in here. So they're both completely blind. On the labels are closed. Christy, would you like to pick a white wine for us to do tonight? This there we go. One. A wine has been selected. So we have a wine here. The do, label, please do, witness, do, is closed. Do, do, it has not do, been opened. Do. So do, we are going do, to do, crack do, open the wine do, 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 do. and lovingly decant it into two glasses. That's one. I want the big one. That's two. Oh, no. I'm an expert oh, pourer. They're both wow. the same size here. Let's Good ADR, it. though. There we go. And uh, what's ADR? Isn't that the sound when you do the sound? I have no idea. Yeah, it's like when you do a TikTok video and you cook and you just, you go, you hear chop, 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 clink, tear, clink, whisk, 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 what? whisk, whisk. And that's called ADR? I think so. Oh, all right. Learn something new. All right. So white wine, two wine glasses, both the same amount, about, I'd say about two to three ounces in each wine glass, which is an excellent place to start for testing and trying a wine. So we are going to look at our wines and we are going to go over the first S, which is see the wine. We're going to take in visual cues and decide what that tells us about the wine. Christy? I would say it's like a golden slash wheat colored yellow. 
I would agree with you. It was definitely is definitely a, a bright yellow. Yeah, it's very pretty and glittery and shiny. Very clear. No sediment in it. It looks like it. yellow chrome. And a lot of times as white wines get older, they'll start to turn a little brown or amber in color. And I'm not seeing any of that here. Ooh. It's actually pretty clear yeah. out towards the edges, but it gets more and more golden towards the center. Um, and it's a, a lovely butter golden through the core of the wine there. Yeah, it really is. So just tilt the wine at 45 degrees away from you. If you have a white piece of paper or something, hold it against that. It'll help you see if you can see through the wine. This wine is absolutely transparent and it's beautiful. So having seen the wine, it is a gorgeous looking wine. It looks crisp and refreshing. It looks like something I want to drink. Um, so it's making it hard to just kind of wander Whoa. around. Would you stop <laughs> spilling wine on the wall? How do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to swirl it. I mean, I'm trying to make wine fun and not frightening, but I also don't want my wine to have as much fun. So, Well, your wall's enjoying our wall date is. night. So um, if you are prone to splashing your wine when you swirl it, just set it on a flat surface and then put your fingers on the base of the wine stem and then gently move it like you're rolling it around about a dime or a quarter. And that will agitate the wine and cause it to rise up on the sides of the glass. Will it, Alex? And the reasons you do that are because it helps mm. the aroma break free and become captured in the glass. Okay. So That was super sexy. We're going to... S- Those words were super sexy. <laughs> captured aroma. In the glass. No, it's the... Anyway. Anyway. Oh, the small rotating (laughs) thing. Got it. Yeah. More wine. Okay. So the um, th- this wine, the way you can tell the intensity is by how close it is to your face before you start to smell it. So down near your belly button, I'm not really smelling nope, it. Nope. I don't smell anything at my belly button. Up near my chin, I'm smarting, starting to smell it, though. I'm smarting to starting to smell it as well. As well, yes. <laughs> as well, yes. yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, so it is a medium intensity Ooh. wine because I smell it when it's near my chin. Vanilla. Don't you smell vanilla and pears? Mm-hmm. It also like almond paste. Yes. So there's like there's there's a there's a almondy like it smells a little bit like a um like an almond croissant. It has those baking spices for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Little tiny bits of I don't know, flour and butter and bake and it, if, if you get an almond-covered croissant with like, and it has a little sugar glaze on it and you tear mm. it open when it's fresh and you smell the yeah, yeast yeah, yeah. and the, yeah. that, that yes. warm butter smell and then there's a little bit of sweet to it and then an almond smell as well, like sweet almond smell, that's all of what I'm getting in this glass. It smells delicious. It smells um, – and yet behind that, there's an acidity to it. There's a, there's a, a crispness behind it and like fresh pear, like a little bit of apple um, spice, mm-hmm. um, which, which probably – Promises that it's making my mouth water because it's promising that that butteriness, that that brioche quality, that bready quality is going to be balanced by acidity. That's what the nose is promising. I right think now. this is the strongest bread-like wine smell I've ever smelled. It's good. I like it. So uh, that's sight, and so and then that smell. So that's the first two S's. So now we move on to sipping the wine. Thank God. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like I'm, I'm spitting on the microphone. So we're going to sip the wine, and then we're going to pull in like about you know a tablespoon or two, roll it around the palate, and experience the wine and see what it tells us that way. And what you're looking for more often than that is you're looking to see whether or not what's on the nose is reflected in what's on the palate. And sometimes they'll be completely different. 
So the first time I kind of just chugged it back and I didn't, I didn't like it. But the second time I let it go to the sides of my tongue and that's when it became juicy and delicious. Right? It's different though than it smells. It's hot too. There's lots of heat. I mm-hmm. love that. I can't wait to drink the whole glass. I'm going to be really interested to see what this is because I'm having a hard time placing it because it is, it almost tastes a little bit oxidative, almost a little oxidized. Like there's a little bit of um, uh, a, a gasoline. Little, um, not gasoline so much as there's uh, although that is uh, a familiar. Uh, I'm not getting on the nose though, but there is a the, the heat and that um, that almond. And that dryness and salinity and a mineral. Um, mineral. That's what it is. And it, it's got a th- thicker body to it. It's like a rich texture to the body. And then it's really interesting. It's not sweet. It's very Mm-mm. savory. Which is not what I was expecting. I was expecting that sweet almond on and the palate. And minerally and saline, I get a lot of that. And tart. Lots of after tart. Hmm. Okay, this is an exciting wine. There's a lot going on with that, because it is like now it tastes kind of like pear tart with um with a mineral behind it, with um with a little bit of that um the big old lemon squeezed all over it. <laughs> yes, and and now you said um, gasoline. I'm getting elements of it feels like petrol, um, yeah, and which is really really interesting. And I'm going to say that's probably more the minerality. All right, this is an exciting wine. There's a lot going on. So I'm I'm guessing this is a younger wine. So having sipped it, now we savor it, um, and then we spit or swallow. So we sipped the wine. We savored it. And now we're spitting. I'm or, swallowing. And I'm swallowing, too, because that's, yeah, I'm not letting yeah. this go away. No. Mm-mm. And the, it also, there's a part of the taste, I think, that has to do with the swallowing where you feel the heat coming, rising up your esophagus and your throat. And it's. It's just, it's really lovely. It's a great, let's let's sit down and have a chat at the end of the evening kind of wine. Absolutely. Um, so I am going to, I'm going to, okay, what do you think this wine is? I mean, having put those clues together, it smells almondy. It smells um, like it's been oaked, um, but it's not very fruity. It's more savory. Uh, it, it has got elements of minerality to it, and yet um, it, it has a texture like it's been um, uh, gone through malolactic fermentation. It's not extremely acidic um, because my mouth isn't gleeking on the sides. Mine is. I, I'm getting a little, but it's not like waterfalls. Okay, got it. No. Which high acidity will make your mouth water like mad. Yeah. Um, like if you bite into a lemon, your mouth just floods, right? Trying to right. watch that acidity. This is not happening. So this is a, a, a lovely textured wine with a great creaminess of body. It's like a medium body to it. It's got elements of almond and hazelnut to it um, and saline and uh, and and oxidative, uh, slightly oxidative notes. Um, it feels like barrel aging. So it's really interesting. I, what do you think it is? Sauvignon Blanc. I I mean, I don't know. Here's the deal about white wine is I know less about white wine now than I know about red wine. About red wine, there's certain things that I can pick out. But white wine, we've done fewer, I think. And I just don't have a good grasp on um, how on the different markers of white wine. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly normal because, I mean, you've drunk. It's hard to identify them when you don't think about them. So, like, we know Pinot Grigio usually is really light, really bright, mostly acidity and lemon, right? That's Pinot Grigio. 
right? Okay. And it's not sparkling, so we know it's not champagne or cava or cremant or prosecco. So we know it's none of those. Although it does have flavor qualities, kind of like champagne in that biscuity note and that saline. So that's really interesting. Well, and, it's and like champagne without bubbles. Very much so. Oh, so, that's good, Alex. Um, which gives you a few more indications of what it could be because we know champagne is made with primarily champagne is made with Chardonnay grapes and Pinot Noir grapes. So this could have, have because it has those similarities, it could be a Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know Viognier, if you've had a Viognier, usually is very honey-like and very um, right. and fairly fruity. Hello, Kevin. Kevin is the podcast dog. He refuses to be left out of the studio, but inevitably halfway through he gets upset and has to leave and then has to be let back in. He's so irritating. (laughs) He's a Yorkie. All right. So um, so there's a number of other things like Riesling, usually a lot of minerality, usually have a lot of petrol to that. So and there's like Sauvignon Blanc usually is very green. Uh, If it comes from New Zealand, it's very jalapeno and bright and extraordinarily acidic. Um, so we've got lots of options here. Um, I'm going to say, for me, this is a Chardonnay. And I'm going to say it's an old world Chardonnay. And I'm going to say it's coming from Burgundy. I'm going to say it's slightly older. So this is probably a 2016 to 2018, which is not really that old. But I'm going to say it's like a, a six or seven year old wine um, that has been finished Oops. in oak <laughs> and probably about 14% alcohol by volume. Um, so I'm going to say probably a mid-range, mid-crew Chablis. That's okay. my guess. Okay. And I can't wait to find out because, yeah. So here we are. Master of the World, kit 117A, wine number one. Do you have any different opinions you'd like to voice before we pull the label? No. All right. Here we go. Pulling. Again, I don't know enough to. No, it's okay. You can have opinions without having information. I mean, pretend you're a politician. Really? Pull them bump. All right, what are we... Okay, and now what we have here... Oh, it's um, Domaine de Beaumard 2017 Sauvignère. So it's French. It comes from the Rochefort-sur-Loire in France. Uh, it is a Sauvignère wine. It is Domaine de Beaumard, and it is a 2017. It is 13% alcohol by volume. Hmm, it has uh, so much more heat. That's really interesting. Okay. So um, that's a lot of information. Now, uh, I'm pleased that we're old world. I'm pleased it's an older wine. What is a Sauvignon? Well, that's a great question and something we're going to look up and I'm going to confirm. Because there's a couple places in in the Loire. So the Loire Valley is... Do you need to pause it? Well, no, we're going to talk about the Loire Valley for a second. Oh, okay. The Loire Valley is actually, it's not as simple as like... Burgundy. Burgundy has two grapes. It's either Pinot Noir or it's Chardonnay. But the Loire Valley, everything gets lumped into the Loire Valley, but it spans from the Atlantic all the way up near Paris. I mean, it it is a long valley, river, river valley that extends through all sorts of different terrains. So you've got uh, um, you've got a, a Muscat de Bonveni, uh, which is a dessert wine. You've got um, Sauvignon Blanc. You've got a Viognier. You've got uh, uh, a Cabernet Franc. You have a, a Muscat, um, a, a, a Muscadel that they make near the coast that's bright and acidic and lovely with oysters. There's such variety and such depth of, of, of variety that it's really hard to nail down any one thing and say that's Loire. 
Um, mm. So I'm really interested. And Sauvignon is definitely in the Loire. And I want to make sure that I'm telling you the truth as opposed to speaking out of my hat. So we're going to pause for a second. I'm going to look this up and I'm going to look up the winery real quick so we can tell the story. That's an awesome wine. Pausing. Okay, so that's fascinating. Okay, so <laughs> Domaine de Beaumont Sauvignier um, is actually, uh, Sauvignier is primarily, they make Chenin Blanc wines. Wait, you got the year right, though. It's 2018. Uh, this wine's a 2017. So okay. um, if you're looking for great wine resources and you want to know more about the wine you're drinking, um, I wholeheartedly recommend going to wine.com. Frequently they'll have the wine you're looking for. And they, they have information and notes uh, dealing with older vintages with some some regularity. Uh, having said that, they have a 2018 and a 2016 listed. They do not have the 2017 listed. So we're going to say, we're going to read you some winemaker notes here saying that this is an intense dry wine with structure and complexity. White fruits, minerality come through a structured body, appealing roundness, more apparent with air and time. Mm. Uh, Wilford Wong says it has dried plant leaves, savory spices, dried earth, and herbs. James Suckling says it's fresh and elegant. All yes, right. definitely fresh and elegant. Apples and peach, as well as hints of lanolin that linger on the minerally finish. So they're identifying things that we identified, which is fantastic. Right. Um, so if you're familiar at all with the Loire Valley, with France in particular, um, Sauvignon is near Anjou, which is about the middle of the Loire Valley, about halfway up its extensive length. Um, and so the Bomard family has been making wine in Rochefort, in Anjou, uh, since about 1953. Um, and what they frequently make is what's called the Corte de Chambre. And Corte de Chambre is actually a dessert wine, a much more intense, sweet dessert wine that they make. But they also make, obviously, um, dry and still wines that are fantastic. So This actually tastes like a dessert wine without the heavy sweetness or the I'm not I'm not a fan of a treacly dessert wine but this this has all the elements that I do like about a dessert wine without any of the sugar I, I agree I mean it's layered <clears throat> it's interesting yeah it's very it's interesting and man I'm still getting lots of those almond notes that almond paste that's what it lingers and lingers and lingers on the palate this is great a lot of times a Chenin Blanc will come out and they'll it's be way yummy. too sweet. This it, is a really um, delicious. And not surprisingly, it's forty one ninety nine retail. At, yeah, uh, I'd pay forty one ninety nine for this. Well, because I mean, especially since it's got and so I'm many very layers. Very frugal. And it. Um... <laughs> I knew I'd get you. <laughs> yes, yes, frugality is your hallmark. I've often thought that. I've often thought Christy frugality van amber right i know it's just the way i am i just i mean you had to pressure me to get that new dishwasher that's true was... i was fine to just muddle through and you know keep putting the absolutely gotta the wheels back on and yeah i mean you gotta lifting you gotta it up limp and pushing things along it in. as long as possible yes. and, yeah and why did we have to get a new one i don't know uh, it's my fault I'm well like that. i mean you the do kitchen have... is my domain i want it, it to is... be right 
And it, you you need to feel like you're not in A poverty. pretty, pretty princess. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, so I don't know a lot about Domaine de Bomard, uh, aside from what I just read about them. They are, I have had their wines before, and I've certainly seen them on the shelves at places like Huckleberry's. Uh, I've seen them on the shelves at like Wanderlust Delicato. So they are, uh, a big enough wine to be carried by a number of distributors, um, throughout the U.S. So you shouldn't have too much trouble finding this wine. But if you do, um, if you do have trouble finding it in a local market, then you can always apparently go to wine.com. There's a a link in the bio if you click on it then it pays you know a fraction of a percentage of a fraction um towards us full disclosure which is awesome i love money um because i'm not the frugal one and then you aren't oh you're just just (laughs) i know i'm just profligate um so (laughs) that's more or less it this was a blind tasting of a white wine that we'd never tried before we didn't see the label we didn't know what we were getting into um it's a Chenin Blanc, which I don't think there's anywhere near enough of these being drunk in the U.S. Uh, one of the best Chenin Blancs I had that's produced domestically came from Dry Creek Cellars in California, and they do an amazing Chenin Blanc, but it is a very different beast than this one because that Chenin Blanc doesn't have the almond um, aging to it. It is leaner. It is brighter. It is fresher. We should, we should do a podcast on it. It's a great wine, yeah, um, and the, and a great story because I love the dry cellars. Got it from wine.com. Um, story. Sure. Do Actually, I, just... I think I have a bottle. Ooh, let's do it. Um. So, but yeah, great wine. So, uh, Domaine de Bomard, B A U, M A R D, two thousand seventeen Sauvignon. Uh, go out and get a bottle, um, and then listen to the podcast again, uh, while drinking it, and see if yeah. your uh, your notes agree with our notes. Exactly. And be frugal. I'm sorry, what? Be frugal. Yeah, that's that's our new thing. That's yeah. our motto. Be frugal. As a family. B F U R G A L be frugal. B <laughs> B be frugal. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is uh, Drink Something Amazing. Uh, if you like the podcast, feel free to go to our website, drinksomethingamazing.com. Click on Buy Us a Coffee. Uh, it's uh, you know, 10, 3 bucks our way. Fantastic. Uh, share it with a friend. Give us a review. Give us a like. Uh, it's the best way to spread the things you love and to share them with other people because like wine, great podcasts should be shared. Thank so, you for listening. In the meantime, uh, go grab yourself a bottle, pop in the earbuds, pour yourself a glass, and drink something, drink something amazing. Drink something amazing. Darn it. I was trying to get it, like, synchronized. Okay.